Welcome to Getting Real About Baxter, the podcast where I talk to several experts about the various lakes, streams, and ponds in Baxter State Park and the fish that live in them. I'm your host, Sylvia Hart with Friends of Baxter State Park, and in today's episode, I talk with Jim McClowski, a lifelong fisherman who raves about the incredible fishing in Baxter. In this episode, keep an eye out for this sound. The common loon, protecting the name of Jim's favorite place of fish. And it just so happens to be in the park. Who are you? I'm Jim McCloskey. I'm a father of two, husband for 30 years, and I'm a passionate brook trout fisherman. And I love to garden, mushroom hunt, and uh, in general, I, a lover of the outdoors. Yeah. Hiking's big in my world. I love it. And that's, as, as we talk about Baxter, one of the things that really is special to me is hiking, fishing, and exploring. And there is no better place in Maine. Yeah. Yep. So how long have you been fishing for and what does it mean to you? Oh, goodness. I've been fishing my whole life. I'm 57. So I probably started the love it 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. I grew up on the Penobscot fishing bass and also in Baskahegan country with my granddad who would fish Baskahegan stream for brook trout with worms. And in the 80s, I started fly fishing. Yeah. And uh, it's, so it's been a long time. <laughs> been a long time. Yeah. Yep. What, what does it mean to you? Oh, what does fishing mean to me? Well, when my mom died, the first thing I did was go fishing. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I went to Baxter State Park to the pond you saw me on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's solace. It's therapy. Mm. It it means so much. It's a passion. The passion. You've got to have a passion in life. Mm -hmm. Fly fishing is my passion. It's allowed me to stay in good physical condition. Therapy for life. It's Baxter State Park is almost helped, is like a canvas that's kind of painted my life. Yeah. It's been that important to me. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. So who or what do you dedicate your fishing skill to? Probably my grandfather, mm-hmm. my father. I remember my mom... Also, she would drive. She would drive me to Millinocket. My father was a forty-year man at Great Northern Paper Company. He mm-hmm. worked on Number Eleven Paper Machine. My mom would drive me up on Friday afternoon. Uh, Dad would take me from there. We would go to Nassau-Hunk Lake mm-hmm. in August and use yellow grasshoppers fishing from shore and fish dry flies, and just. Sp- been the weekend fly fishing and I was anywhere from five to ten years old at the time and we'd do it often and Mm -hmm. so family and then in the 80s my brother-in-law who's a fly fishing guide and fifth grade teacher in Alaska Mm -hmm. he was living in Seattle at the time and that's when I was introduced to float tube and we went to Kamloops British Columbia Mm -hmm. and I caught a seven pound rainbow the first trout I ever caught on a fly rod was a seven pound native Kamloops British Columbia 
uh, rainbow trout yeah. on a fly. That's a lasting impression. Yeah, and then from there, that was in, I think it was 87. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I brought the float tube back to Maine mm -hmm. and have not stopped since. <laughs> and as I've told you, I, I fish anywhere from 60 to 110 days a summer. My job allows me to do that. Yeah. And my wife's a hard worker and supports me 100%. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. When did you really become interested in fishing? Like, yep. knew you wanted to keep doing it? So, it, I'm 57. I was five years old. Mm -hmm. And when I say I fished a lot, mm -hmm. I fished a lot. I, my buddies and I grew up walking the Penobscot River below the West Enfield Bridge, mm -hmm. catching bass 10 hours a day, all summer long. Wow. And then from there, it's just never stopped. Yeah. My driver's license allowed me to start expanding anywhere from Allagash Village mm -hmm. to Jackman to Down East Maine to Baxter State Park and I just haven't stopped yeah. and use it on the fly you know I've taught fly tying classes for 25 years at Whoa. Penobscot Valley and Howlett really cool. yep and fly rod building classes and all of it is you know in the winters mm -hmm. when I'm struggling uh, for things to do, I'm fly tying and developing new patterns and transposing them onto the ponds in Maine and uh, just keep plugging away. And I'm going to do it till the day I die. Yeah. I always said, I met a man by the name of John Welch. Mm -hmm. It was about the year 2000. Mm -hmm. John was a retired biologist for Great Northern Paper Company mm -hmm. and he was 84 years old about two th in the 2000s and my wife and I were hiking and, and coming up onto the high bank campsite that's what we call the one to the left halfway down the pond yeah. by the trail that's a beautiful campsite we have so much history there <laughs> anyway we heard this whooshing sound now John was 84 years old had hiked in and uh, was blowing his float tube up at 84. Holy cow. Be you know, and we, we talked for an hour at the high bank campsite about him, his life, mm. fishing. Since the late 40s, he said, what, you know, and he, he talked about a, a, a just shy of eight pound brook trout he had caught on the pond out in front of the high bank campsite in September. Wow. And uh, with that said, I have always kept in the back of my mind, Sylvia, and I've told my wife and all my fishing friends, I have a small group of loyal friends that I keep, mm -hmm. and we keep each other, mm -hmm. and we just exchange information. Yeah. With that said, if I'm 80, my goal in life at 84 is to hike into and catch a brook trout on that pond mm -hmm. with my float tube so I can be like John Welch. <laughs> and I win life. Yeah. At that point, in my mind, I will have won life. Oh, yeah. Yep. That is incredible. That's fun. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yep. And that's what brook trout fishing means to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So have you spread your love of fishing to your children? <coughs> My daughter, and I'm hoping she sent the picture of the first, <laughs> and she did, 
I want you to see this fish. Mm -hmm. That's the first brook trout she ever caught. <laughs> we cow. That's that a seven huge. pounder. Yeah, it's almost 26 inches. That looks hard to hold up. <laughs> it, it was for her, you know, but the, her first brook trout was almost 26 inches long. Wow. And you can see how thick thick that fish oh, is. Oh, yeah. So she loves it. She used to beg me to take her fishing. Yeah. And we would go to the pond. Mm -hmm. And it's about the only place my son wants to fish now. Wow. It's amazing. Mm. It's amazing. I'm just shocked at how few people fish it, which is awesome for me. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. 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 <laughs> so your, your kids really enjoy it then. Yeah, they do. And as a matter of fact, her son <clears throat> had two grandkids, mm -hmm. a step-son uh, step mm -hmm. through Casey, step-grandson, I'll say. He wants me to take him in there next weekend because you saw the pictures of the fish, <laughs> for the, the guy holding those fish up from the pond. Mm -hmm. uh, so he wants to go in for the first time, which continues the cycle it's, yeah. because... The history on, and I fish a lot of Baxter ponds. I will flat out tell you, mm. but that one, oh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> that one's boss. Yeah. We have hiked in, stayed at that high bank campsite, family upon family upon family with brook trout feeds when you could keep them, and just the kids catching them on dry flies. Mm. Sylvia, the biggest bullfrogs in the world are on that pond that I know of. <laughs> and how about this? In Maine, yeah. the bullfrog population is incredible. And I remember Joey just being this little shaver. Mm -hmm. And we would take one of the canoes on the pond and just go around shore and him jumping out and catching them. We'd wet the, the boat down and have all kinds of water in it on calm days, go around and he'd throw bullfrogs in the boat. And we'd let them, obviously let them all yeah. not hurt them. Yeah. But we had like probably 30 of those big bullfrogs in. And I remember us going and they're riding with us and all wet and happy and they didn't seem stressed at all. Then yeah. anyway, I remember just paddling and just getting lost in the place yeah. because it, it's just so overwhelming to not just me but my wife my kids my family and one of the bullfrogs jumped on my leg and I forgot they were in the boat at that point and it jumped and we capsized the boat it freaked me right <laughs> oh it, it was so fun oh my god and, we, and he just brought that up the other day yeah it, those are memories of a lifetime oh yeah yeah so the bullfrogs on that pond Sylvia are next level <laughs> flat out <laughs> yeah. that's awesome yeah <laughs> um so as you said you go fishing a lot in Baxter State Park. I do, 12 to 20 times a year. Wow. Uh, and again, it depends on the size. I fish 16 ponds, four of which are in Baxter. Mm -hmm. If it's fish, and I usually hit them, mm -hmm. and if they're good, I keep hitting them that year. If they're in a small fish cycle, as we've talked about, every pond has its own personality and they fish different yeah. for whatever reason, and bait is probably that reason. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Water chemistry, how shallow, whatever. And so when they're fishing good, I tend to be in Baxter 20 times a year. Yeah. 
If they're not fishing well, I tend to be in there 12 times a year, but there's always two of those ponds that are always fishing good. Yeah. And you know one of them, right? Yeah. Um, do you mostly fish the northern end? Yeah. Yeah. But I do fish Celia. Mm-hmm. More in the past because Nels and I, Nels Kramer. Yep. I've... I, over the years, given him info because those are his ponds, yeah. the Baxter ponds, yeah. and Zach and Nels and that group, and the, I don't know the new board, uh, bio yet. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Seal, I went in five years ago, six years. No, actually, it was 2012. My gosh, uh, Seal, you had a winter kill. It died. The oh. whole every fish in the pond was dead, oh. and he he collaborate. You know, he uh, he corroborated that by going in and doing and. And they restocked it mm-hmm. and did that, but what it it froze solid because wow. it's only twelve feet deep in the deepest spot. Yeah. So everything else just you know, so Celia's a really nice pond. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most, and you know, like to full discretion, I haven't been into Wasada Cook in those places. Yeah. But I've been, my of all the ponds I fish, bar none, the most beautiful of all the ponds is Billfish. It is so beautiful. That outlet at Billfish makes my skin crawl. Mm-hmm. Are you, it's hard to even want to fish the place because you just. I know the water is like crystal clear. It's crystal clear, but that outlet area there is a trough born right down through yeah. the outlet area where you're knee deep water, mm-hmm. and then it's just blood. It's like a stream in the middle of the the pond. It's amazing. That, yeah, and it's deep, and it's just such. A glorious place. I used to access it through the East Branch Road uh-huh. and hike up over the hill, but I don't do that anymore because the trail going from across from Troutbrook Farm mm-hmm. is so beautiful. It is. It's a, just such a cool trail. Yeah. So I'd rather work and do the hikey thing than, you know, buddies used to have a boat they'd keep on that East Branch. They took it off, but uh, still fish the pond. It's that's one of the big trail ponds. It's so pretty. <laughs> but it is gorgeous. Mm. Absolutely gorgeous. So, um, what is your favorite place to fish in Baxter and why? I originally told you. Mm-hmm. What? How did I say that? I have a hard time having it come out of my mouth and I do <laughs> not bring it up to many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sylvia, I fish a lot mm. from Allagash Village to Jackman, to down eastern Maine, that's where Casey caught that fish, mm-hmm. in Baxter, in the North Maine woods. Yeah. On the Caribou Road, the Telos Road, the Bully, mm. I fish it all. Mm. My go-to, number one place to be, is it is absolutely my family's history. When my mother died, that's where I went. Yeah. And I just needed time. And the hike-in keeps me fit. Mm. It has painted a, honestly, it's like a canvas that's painted a part of my life that I've painted a part of my life on a major part of my life. Yeah. It is, it is special from bullfrog hunting (laughs) to the moose on the pond, Mm. to the bears on the pond, to seeing a wolf, to knowing the spring holds. As a matter of fact, that place, Sylvia, you can look down in one of the, is that, you can look down in, with polarized glasses on when the sun is right, 
Yeah. You can look down in the water and see hundreds, literally hundreds of brook trout yeah. swimming beneath your flippers in your float tube. You got to know the spots. Mm -hmm. That's the key. Yeah. And you have to spend time and you, you can't do it on the computer. Mm -mm. You have to get out and go. So many internet jockeys want to find stuff through the computer and not they miss out on all those experiences. Yeah. Some of the biggest brook trout I've ever caught come off that pond. Mm. It's incredible. It's an incredible place, yeah. yes. So what is your favorite fishing story from Baxter State Park? Oh, for God's sakes. The wolf story comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, who sees a wolf in Maine? It's a, I'm 57. Mm -hmm. I'm a school teacher. Mm -hmm. I can say with 100% fact, we watched it for five minutes. Yeah. With no trees in the way. Yeah. Just right on that other end from on Lower Fowler, where it's all open down on that sh left shoreline, which would be near Middle Fowler. And uh, we watched it for five minutes, just putting, digging under rocks, looking at, just watching, just not, no, not a care in the world. Wow. Uh, I do want to kind of peek at. Uh, uh, just. Some other things, both the favorite fishing story mm -hmm. uh, from Baxter. Ooh, oh, that spring hole. Mm. Looking down and seeing native 20 inch brook trout yeah. by the dozens. Some of my favorite, <laughs> the loon is not a favorite story. I tend to <laughs> struggle with that. Yeah. You know, because they, it will, it will upset the fishing mm. only for minutes, mm. but you know. It's like he gets what he wants. It's almost like you have to pay homage. You don't mean to, but he takes what he wants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, with that being said, it's fun to be in a spring hole on there on that five ponds trail, Billfish, yeah. Long High, Lower Fowler, mm -hmm. Littlefield, that area. Mm -hmm. You can cast your sinking fly line out, walk it across the bottom in 14 feet of water, and just let it hang. And then when you draw it up, you are watching it happens double digits time times every dime. You draw it up and there are just brook trout that are following you fly up. And it's like, which one's going to grab first? Yeah. So then you'll hang it about a, a foot under the water. A lot of times if they miss it or, and, and there they are, they come right, right in front of you. Right in front of you, and you just all day long catch them, you know. And the 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 beauty of that pond mm -hmm. is there's a healthy relationship now yeah. with because Nels Kramer has done such a great job in that pond. Mm. There's a healthy relationship between big fish, and that's what I tend to go in and do is hunt big fish and numbers. Yeah, and that. From a brook trout perspective, native brook trout, mm -hmm. that again, there's no, there's, you cannot compare it to other places yeah. because they fight for your fly. Yeah. It's neat. Yeah, um, that is definitely the best when you have to fight to get a fish. It's not necessarily just easy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Mm. Yep. Um, why would you recommend Baxter State Park for other people? <coughs> oh, uh, what better way to develop friendships in life mm. than to hike in a pond 
catch brook trout, yeah. experience the outdoors, those hard to reach places with uh, the, and again, we talked about the internet being, and people are going virtual and they're not understanding that you kind of, all the experiences you gain by just making choices to go, mm -hmm. as opposed to having to think it through and maximize the amount of time you have because you only have this many days yeah. off and all that. Just go. Mm. In Baxter, you just go. You're going to bump into something fun. Yeah. You just are. Yeah. You know, whether you are, oh, geez, I got goosebumps. I, yeah. Whether it's bullfrogs, mm -hmm. bears, you see deer on the pond sometimes, not, not off, but yeah. moose. Uh, the fishing is top notch yeah. for native brook trout. Mm. And that is in comparison to all parts of the state of Maine. And, and I'm, on, I'm on them. Yeah. Yep. And that place, those trout on those ponds, the native ponds, there's lots of them. They are super, I say this respectfully, easy to catch. <laughs> They're good for you confidence because mm -hmm. I tend to find I tend to fish other ponds that are very slow but they're eight pound fish yeah. as you saw yeah as you saw big, uh big fish. yeah yeah they are and uh but you can go there and catch 20 inch fish native brook trout yeah. in amongst 14 12 13 8 inch fish yeah and you know you get your confidence back and then you go back out and hammer the big places and then you're just kind of drooling and <laughs> but then you catch one or two here and there but baxter is if you want a lot of fish native fish powerful fish Super fast fishing at times with the hike. They, that's why you recommend it because you gain experiences you can't get at home. Yeah. It's, all, yeah. it's like the ultimate place for an outdoors person. I, I, I bone fished Maui last winter. Mm -hmm. Did well. Mm -hmm. I fished King Salmon in Alaska many times all on the fly. That pond ooh, is my favorite fishery. Bar none. Yeah. Bar none. Native brook trout in Maine, one of the last places you can catch native brook trout in the United States yeah. in the lower 48. And they are ubiquitous in that park. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's super fun. <laughs> and it's just like I'm blessed to live one hour away from it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. My last question for you is if you had any advice for students for a student that loves the outdoors, what advice would you give them? Uh, oh. All right. I guess to get out, find a passion in life, mm -hmm. something other than your job. Yeah. Something yeah. just to take your mind because you will have family members that pass, mm. tough times, good times, but you need a passion to take your mind off life. And let help it drive, let it drive you and get out at B1, make it with nature. You know, I'm a special education teacher who works with very high needs individuals. Mm -hmm. The two things that we've always been taught to do, number one, water helps kids. And number two, get them outdoors. Yeah. And if you want therapy in life, 
the outdoors. And then mm -hmm. if you want to paint a picture, there is no better canvas of your life. There is no better canvas than Baxter State Park because it rivals Alaska, it rivals Maui, it rivals Kamloops. I've fished them all. And it is absolutely, it's important to me yeah. in a big way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fact. For this episode, I'd like to thank friends at Baxter State Park, Millinocket Memorial Library, and Jim McCloskey for your time and patience. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you.